0: Is cooking. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of If You Smell What the Arch is Cooking. I am your host, Archie Mitchell, and tonight we are going to be looking at a lot of content, ladies and gentlemen. We have got three big, quick hits, and we have got a lot of highlight and low-light reel to go through. Uh, we are coming off the heels of WrestleMania. That is right. WrestleMania is gone and done. And night one and night two, totally different stories, but still a good WrestleMania in all. And we are going to be looking at tonight uh a uh with the highlight reel, we'll be looking at NXT Stand and Deliver, Monday Night Raw, NXT, MLW, AEW Dynamite, SmackDown, AEW Rampage, and AEW Battle of the Belts. So Let's not waste any more time. Why don't you guys go ahead, buckle in, strap yourself in, pop open your favorite frosty beverage, and get ready as you hear me spew my venom I hate and my love for the world of professional wrestling. And we are going to start off with the quick hits. Number one, WWE sold on Sunday morning to Endeavor, UFC's parent company, for $9.6 billion. Now, I have no problem with this sale. We talked about this a while back, both on the Nothing But Trouble podcast, right here on, if you smell what the arch is cooking, and on uh, the We Can't Wrestle podcast. We all touched upon this quite a bit, and we said who we thought we you know would be in the running. Endeavor was definitely not one that I saw coming, you know. But they are now going to put the WWE and UFC together in a multi-billion-dollar company. Uh, worth over $21 million. So I'm all for it, because if you know how to run the UFC, then you know how to run the WWE. And I guarantee you that this man that owns Endeavor is not an idiot. He is going to leave the powers that be in place over there in the WWE and allow them to run what they know how to run and get the job done. Uh, I think that it's going to be exciting over these next couple of months once the ink is finally dry on the contract. And I, for one, cannot wait to see what happens next number two vince man apparently back in control on monday night raw this past monday um now i have to say that there's been a lot of conflicting reports in regards to this if vince is back in control it was definitely a very lackluster night after wrestlemania monday night raw we usually know that you know the raw after wrestlemania is huge a lot of big things have happened but about the biggest things that went on was Brock Lesnar attacking Cody Rhodes. Um, you know what I mean? To end out the show, Cody acting for another title match. Not really a whole lot going on there. Uh, but the conflicting reports are saying that Vince is nowhere near control or that the WWE are allowing him to do what he wants for right now until Endeavor to- totally takes over and then can tell him, hey, get the hell out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever the case may be. Triple H is still firmly in control, in my understanding, and that was evident on SmackDown this week after Raw. And um, I have to say, whether it's Vince or it's Triple H, the product is going to suffer here and there. It's been great, but not everybody that Triple H has brought back was was a home run. We've seen problems with Bray Wyatt. We've seen problems with the Good Brothers. It, it really really goes to show that sometimes you need to weed out certain people on the roster and start fresh with ones in your developmental, excuse me, uh, in order to get things done. But, you know, we live and learn. And finally, number three, uh, Enzo Amore, a.k.a. Real One, has been released by MLW. I am, for one, I'm happy about this. I do not like Enzo Amore, and it really didn't have anything to do with the allegations that were brought forward against him, he was really starting to become uh, an annoying fuck uh, on Monday Night Raw, and as the cruiserweight champion. Uh, so the allegations only showed that he was more of a an, uh, douchebag. And then even when they came out as not being true, his whole stance on it and saying that if he did do it, you know, uh, she she knew it full well, you know, whatever the case may be. He just came off like an asshole. You know what I mean? So he was doing pretty decent in MLW, feuding with Jacob Fatu, feuding with Microman, which made no sense, but whatever the case may be. And apparently he's been let go. Now, I don't wish anybody harm, and I don't wish anybody uh, to lose their jobs, unless your name is Zack Ryder, a.k.a. Matt Cardona. But uh, <laughs> in any case... I think that Enzo Amore, a.k.a. Real One, needs to walk away from uh, the wrestling business, continue to rap or whatever it is that he's going to do, be a hype man, whatever the case may be, and just completely walk away. Uh, his time here is done. Nobody wants to see him, hear him, or, look, or you know, even so much as, you know, deal with him wrestling because it's not very good. Um, maybe on the independent scene, I don't know, as an attraction, but. In a major company, it's just not working out. And I'm going to add a bonus uh, quick hit here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, not a good bonus, though. Uh, the passing of Butch, uh, Bushwhacker Butch, Butch Miller passing away this past week during the WrestleMania weekend. Uh, our hearts go out to his family. And uh, Bushwhackers were definitely a, a pretty good attraction tag team in the WWF back in the day. I remember seeing them when they first got here as the sheep herders in the NWA and then changing their gimmick, being with uh, John Laurinaitis, a.k.a. Johnny Ace. Uh, it was just a, a different type of team, and um, his passing definitely leaves a major hole uh, in this industry, but great legend, <clears throat> and I believe Hall of Famer. I'm not quite sure, though. You don't hold me to that, but definitely someone who will be missed, so our our thoughts, prayers, and heart go out, to. Butch Miller's family uh, in his untimely passing. Moving on to the highlight reel. NXT stand and deliver from this past Saturday afternoon. It started at 1 p.m. And uh, the weird part was that it started at 1 p.m. But these guys killed it at 1 (laughs) p.m. We're going to go ahead and look at the entire card here. Uh, The women's ladder match. Indy Hartwell, uh, Gigi Dolan uh lyra valkyrie um roxanne perez zoe starks and uh, tiffany stratton all of these women did a fantastic job i was a little dumbfounded that roxanne actually got cleared to wrestle and the ladder match still happened but i have to say these women brought it great job to all indy hartwell winning with the help of dexter loomis was definitely a nice touch seeing um Gigi Dolan's former partner jc jane coming out and spoiling Uh, Gigi possibly winning was great. Tiffany Stratton has moved up on the card, as has Zoe Stark. Uh, I don't know much about this Lyra Valkyrie, but she did pretty well in the match. And Roxanne Perez is already a star. So great job to all six women. The Creed Brothers versus Gallus versus Tony D and Stax. A hard-hitting six-way, a three-way but six-man tag team matchup here. Uh, All three teams just brought it. And what can I say, Gallus is definitely a premier tag team and deserving of being the champions right now. I don't think the Creed's need them. In fact, the Creed's could even go to the main roster without becoming two-time NXT tag team champions. Gallus gets the win with the returning of Joe Coffey, Mark's brother. And uh, yeah, Gallus is at 100% and now the champion still. So going to be interesting to see where we go from there. Men's Fatal 4, Way match between uh, Wesley, Axiom, JD McDow, Ilian Dragunov, and uh, Dragon Lee. Wow, Dragon Lee has moved into the WWE very carefully and in a great way. Uh, Dragunov and McDow, I want to see these guys feud forever because they are hard-hitting and incredible in that ring, technically sound and just brawlers. And Axiom, for what he is, a uh, former normal wrestler, no mask, known as a kid, Who no one was really taking seriously to then be placed in a mask and given this mathematician luchador gimmick it's really weird but wow great job by him and wesley is slowly becoming uh one of the best in nxt he uh went over and uh got the win with his cardiac kick and uh is still the north american champion beating four incredible uh challengers Number four, uh, Johnny Gargano and Grayson Waller. This was a battle. Waller, again, showing me something in the ring. I may not like his voice or his uh, character, but uh, Grayson Waller has been killing it when it comes to being inside the ring. So great job to him. Uh, Johnny, though, did get the win after some great back and forth and fighting all around the ring because it was an unsation match. Um, great job. Great job by all Johnny Gargano. Gets the win. I hope he heads back to the main roster and finally gets a well-deserved push. Uh, Number five, Kiana James and uh, Fallon Henley defending the NXT Women's Tag Team titles against uh, Isla Dawn and Alba Fire. Decent tag match. It wasn't unbelievable, but it was passable. And Isla Dawn and Alba Fire become a very uh, ridiculously sound tag team because everything they're doing as a tag team has been great Um, from their characters to their tag team moves, uh, double teaming, and everything that they get done in the ring has been phenomenal. Um, I hope that the Kiana James Fallon Henley stuff is done now, but by the looks of NXT, it's not. Um, But Isle of Dawn and Fire are your new NXT tag team champions, and I'm interested to see where they're gonna go from there. And then finally, our main event, Braun Breaker and Carmelo Hayes for the NXT world heavyweight title what a unbelievably sound and great 20 minute nxt title match braun breaker got a lot in it looked like he had the match won a dozen times but carmelo hayes kept pushing and pushing and pushing and got the win on his end carmelo hayes is your new nxt world heavyweight champion he is him him is he the him uh era has begun and wait until you hear what we have coming up on nxt because uh i like where this storyline is going over on monday Night raw triple h's opening was incredible uh i know i've used that word a lot lately but uh he is doing a fantastic job when it comes to delivering these promos and uh yeah no triple h delivered on all and even got the fans over a little bit and um and uh, you know he got them even more hyped when he introduced Roman Reigns after Roman continued being World Heavyweight Champion. You know he introduced Roman like they were buddies. It it really got the fans to you know boo and 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 get more over. Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns in-ring promo after that was solid, um, and I liked that Paul Heyman said no one whoever's going to team with Cody tonight will not receive a world heavyweight title shot from here on out, and then here comes Brock Lesnar because he can't challenge anyway. Uh uh it really it really added to things and I, I like the the uh buddying uh actions that we saw from Brock and Cody. Uh Ray Mysterial versus, versus Austin Theory. solid matchup great matchup. Austin Theories gets the win and I, I think that he's deserving of this push. He's finally got things moving in the right direction. Street profits versus Owens and Zane Really, really good tag match. Owens and Zayn have been on a killer push lately and beating everyone in their path, but the Street Profits made it look like they might get their win and become the tag team champions again. But Owens and Zayn gets the win in a really, really great effort by all. And finally, the main event did not happen. It was supposed to be Brock Lesnar and Cody Rhodes versus Solo Sokoa and Roman Reigns. No, Brock Lesnar turns on Cody Rhodes and is now, I guess, a heel. Uh, and, um, yeah, Brock beat the crap out of Cody. A couple of fives, one on some stairs, beating him down on the outside of the ring. And now the question is going to be coming up this Monday. And actually, Monday Night Raw is airing as I say this. Why, why, Brock? Why? So, uh, yeah, it really left us on a cliffhanger for Monday Night Raw. Moving over to NXT. Pretty Deadly versus Tony D and Stacks. This happened during NXT stand delivered this feud was made. After Stacks and Tony D didn't get the win, Pretty Deadly poked fun. Of course, don't poke the bear. Tony D and Stax uh, tried their hardest and really put up a great effort. But Pretty Deadly, who are a solid tag team, except, again, for their character and the way that they speak. And they're always, you know, on my television. When it comes to being inside the ring, they are great. Pretty Deadly gets the win. And uh, it would be interesting to see if they move on to a shot at the world uh, tag team titles. Dragon Lee, uh, taking on Nathan Frazier. What a great 20-minute outing by both! Dragon Lee gets the win, and he is in just two matches in and doing an absolutely phenomenal job. Great job by Dragon Lee. Great job by Nathan Frazier as well. Uh, number three, Indy Hart, well taking on Zoe. Starts with the NXT Women's Title on line. Zoe demanding a title match first night. Indy is champion, and she gets it. Indy got the win after a good back and forth matchup. But it was what happened after the matchup the return of cora jade to take out indy and lay her claim to the being the next challenger for the nxt women's title i am interested to see what Cora is ready to do and if the generation of jade will finally get some nxt gold and finally in the main event spot carmelo hayes comes out thanks everyone for supporting him says that he had a great time at NXT stand and deliver, and of course he did, he became the champion, but he also wants to bring up Braun Breaker and thank him for uh, the match. Braun comes out, shakes Carmelo's hand, says that he was just doing what Tommaso Ciampa showed him to do when he became champion. They hug, Braun goes to leave, and then he takes Carmelo and Trick out. Braun Breaker turns heel, so let's see two shows in a row, two guys who everyone was in love with and cheering like crazy, No, they are now both heel. Braun Breaker is going to flip with uh, Carmelo Hayes. And instead of going to the main roster, Braun Breaker is going to stay in NXT, but as a heel this time around. I do hope we get to hear some more Steiner math. That is my favorite. Over in MLW now, number one, uh, a man called Manders took on Ricky Shane Page in an ECW rules matchup, a hardcore matchup. And these two guys beat the hell out of each other. Thumbtacks, tables, chairs, you name it, Raven. Uh, and a bunch of uh, Ravens' uh, new flock, or whatever the hell they're called, came out and beat down Manders. Before, during, and after the matchup, Page gets the win, but Manders was not done, and he continued the fight after the matchup. Uh, we actually saw Shane Page put a table through Manders. That's right, you heard me. Manders was laying at the bottom under the table. Ricky Shane Page drove drove through the table. And, uh, yeah, just put all his weight down through the table into a man called Manders. And Delirious taking on Lindsay Dorado for the MLW middleweight title. Great matchup. Great back and forth by these two guys. Uh, MLW has been pushing it on all cylinders when it comes to being on the Reels Network. I'm happy to have a TV deal. Believe me, if you're not watching, you are definitely missing out. AEW Dynamite was next on Wednesday night. And... We got Jay White's debut during the opening segment. It looked like it was going to be Juice Robinson taking on Ricky Starks, but no, Jay White debuts, and he helps Juice take out Ricky. And I guess the Bullet Club is now in full effect in AEW because Jay White is now All Elite. The House of Black taking on The Best Friends was a great six-man tag match for the six-man tag team titles. The Best Friends may be a comedy act, but they know how to get it done in the ring. But The House of Black was a little bit stronger. And Tyler, uh, excuse me, Alistair Black leads uh, his team to victory one more time. We had um, Jamie Hader defending the um, AEW women's title against Rio. Good 20-minute battle between these two women who have never met before, in my opinion. I, If I'm thinking straight here, don't hold me to it. This is their first time meeting, and it's for the AEW women's title. Jamie Hader looks superb in this matchup. Rio has definitely polished her craft. When it um, you know it comes to since her first time as the women's champion, Hater gets the win after the Haterade and a great matchup right there on AEW. MJF's concert and Battle of the Pillars. Um, I didn't like the concert part. I thought that it was a pushback to what him and Jericho did, and I, I just think that it was not. It was really, really them trying to you know grasp at straws. But uh, Jungle Boy. Uh, Sammy Guevara and and you know the the, the Darby Allen all kind of showing their faces and pushing themselves harder to get a shot at Max's title. That's what I want to see. That's what we saw here. And then Guevara went to the ring to take on Commander and had a great 15 minute back and forth battle in which Sammy got the win after his go to hell and then cut one of the best promos I've heard from this young man in quite some time. And look, you could boo. Sammy Guevara, because he's a heel. But I hear people booing him because he left his girlfriend and started dating Tay Mello and then, you know, married her and whatnot. No, boo them for what they do inside of the ring, not for what they do outside of the ring. Unless they are becoming a total and utter waste of human space. You understand? Sammy Guevara, though, in my book, doing a great job in AEW. Uh, And then finally, FTR took on the Gun Club. For the AEW World Tag Team titles. And it looked like the Gun Club with their crazy big entrance was going to be the winners here tonight. But no, FTR took these kids to school, got an incredible win, and are your new AEW World Tag Team Champions. Two-time AEW World Tag Team Champions. Ten-time World Tag Team Champions overall in seven different companies. Great job by the top guys. I can't wait to see more from FTR in AEW. And now we move on to SmackDown. And SmackDown's opening matchup was a six man tag between the Brawling Brutes and Imperium. And I have to say, although we've seen this match a couple times before, they actually went all out and gave us a new match. It was not just the constant Imperium triple teaming, face in parallel, heels, you know, getting the win. Here comes Sheamus, here comes Ridge. No. This was entirely back and forth brawl. No pun intended to the Brawling Brutes. And I enjoyed every minute of it. Sheamus gets the win for his team. The Brawling Brutes are back up. Banger after banger after banger. Triple H then announced the WWE draft, and I am 100% behind this, although I don't know if the brand uh, split is still going on because guys are crossing over constantly between Raw and SmackDown and even NXT, but whatever the case may be, the WWE draft will happen in a couple of weeks. Interesting to see what will happen. I will probably think that it will happen after the Endeavor deal is completely done, and then they go back to full-on brand split, but you never can tell. But it should make things interesting, no matter how it goes down. Then we had Damian Priest taking on... Excuse me, Damian... Priest and Dominic taking on Rey Mysterio and uh, Santos Escobar. The LWO is back, ladies and gentlemen. Selena Vega looked amazing in that mask, and then without the mask and the and the LWO shirt. <laughs> uh, yeah, Damian and uh, Dominic get the win after a good back and forth tag match. Uh, Damian took out Santos Escobar with his choke slam, gets the win for his team. Uh, I'm kind of hoping that the um, Judgment Day's feud with Edge is done and i'm hoping we can get them away from ray and i'm really hoping that we can get rio away from everybody in general and keep her as a separate entity when it comes to her being the women's champion. Uh then we go uh to our main event, Jay Uso taking on Sami Zayn again a match we've seen quite a few times but again they kept it fresh, good back and forth action. Jay actually got the win, which was surprising because i thought sami was going to continue this push but No big deal. Doesn't hurt him. Jay gets the win. After the matchup, Solo Skull comes out to uh, attack Sammy, put him down with a uh, Samoan spike. Jay stops him and then gives him a super kick. And Matt Riddle comes out and saves Jay because Kevin was taken out backstage by Solo. So I guess we're looking at a six-man tag uh at backlash which it's probably not going to be cody anymore it'll be cody and brock lesnar i think at backlash but we'll be looking at the uh, riddle owens and zane taking on the usos and so Coa. no big deal should be great but i think the six-man tag is getting worn out a little bit so might have to pull back on the reins a little bit wwe over on aew rampage at 10 p.m on friday night uh hook took on Ethan page again in a uh, falls count anywhere Matchup and once again got the win. Hook has been on a tear. Uh, he's been getting win after win after win over Stokely Hathaway's firm. And, um, yeah, this is the second time this week he beat Ethan Page. So, good matchup. Go ahead and check it out if you haven't seen it yet over there on uh, YouTube. And then Lee Morinar- Moriarty taking on Darby Allen in a one on one matchup. Uh, these two killed it, in my opinion. Incredible. Back and forth action between both men. Really, really well done. And then AEW Rampage led to AEW Battle of the Belts same night, but one hour apart. Battle of the Belts 6 was highlighted by the opening match of uh, Orange Cassidy taking on Jorlistico with the international title on the line. uh I'm a little blank when it comes to him. I don't know much about him, but he did a pretty good job, and Orange got the win after a little bit of comedy. I'm a little weirded out still. The international or all Atlantic or whatever you want to call it belt really doesn't match Orange Cassidy. I think he might be better with the TNT title, but who am I to say? But he still gets the win after a good matchup. And then a main event, Powerhouse Hobbs and QT Marshall getting a shot at the AEW, uh, excuse me, Ring of Honor World Tag Team titles as they took on the Lucha Bros. It always confuses me whether it's the ROH or... AEW belts that are being defended I don't even get why this battle of the belts happened If you were going to put an ROH title on the line It makes no sense, but whatever Lucha Bros got the win after a highly competitive matchup That went 25 minutes in the main event Um, Phoenix and um, Pentagon over there representing Ring of Honor And I think they definitely deserve it Uh, Mark Briscoe, I assume, approves After all the wars that he and his brother had with the Lucha Bros so, moving on now to our final segment, the low light reel. A lot on this one this week, ladies and gentlemen. Number one from Stand and Deliver, pretty deadly hosting NXT Stand and Deliver. They were on the TV constantly, and it was some of the most annoying shit I've ever heard. It really needs to be put to an end as far as them cutting promos. Uh, number two from Monday Night Raw, Bianca Belair's in ring promo. I'm done with the Beyond the Experiment. I've said it before. She really doesn't know how to cut a promo. It's always the same damn thing. And she is botchy in that ring. And I think that if her and Rhea get in the, in the ring together, I think Rhea should unify both belts. But that's just me. Number three, Scripps trying to attack Axiom on NXT. But no, he failed. When he went to flip into the ring, Axiom caught him. What a nice super kick a la HBK Shawn Michaels. So great job there by Axiom. Uh, Number four, real one, uh, formerly known as Enzo Amore. In-ring promo from MLW this week. That's right. Even though he was announced as being let go on Tuesday morning, MLW records weeks in advance, so he was still there. And it was just a lot of blabber back and forth, back and forth, talking about this, that, and the other. And it's just like, dude, shut up and wrestle. Uh, Number five, the Outcast promo backstage in AEW. These girls really need to just shut up and wrestle too. I mean, it, we're the outcasts. We're going to beat them for the titles. We're going to do this. Fuck you guys. We're Paige. We're this. We're Ruby Riot. We're this. We're Tony Storm. We get it. We know who you are. You cut the same promo for the last two months. Shut the hell up. Number six, Tony Khan's announcement about All In. This was not a major announcement. This was something that could have happened on their Website or on YouTube or on you know Instagram, but he announced that All In will take place in Wembley Stadium in London, England. I get it, they're excited about having an international pay per view, I understand completely, but I don't think the AEW fans are going to pack Wembley Stadium with their like 70 or 80,000 people in order to make that thing look great. So, in my opinion, it was a bust announcement. Number seven, also from AEW. The Black Bull Combat Club's attack on AEW Dynamite after the main event. I'm getting real tired of them just attacking and Moxley bleeding. And now Daniel Bryan's back and he's doing the same damn thing he always does when he's a heel. He says that he's the best and he says everybody else is fickle and not the best. And they're the real wrestlers and they're. It's become overdone. All of these guys, except for Claudio, needed to take a much needed one month break from aew and come back as something different i'm tired of it tired of moxley constantly bleeding i'm tired of all the promos that say they're the best i get it that's what you do as a heel but you know what at what point do we realize they're not the best because they're just pretty much there and it's aew number eight ellie knight and xavier woods feuding over a video game on smackdown That's right. LA Knight was bitching that uh, Woods had a a spot on WrestleMania because of the WWE video game. And then Woods said, well, maybe if you did something extraordinary like I do, you'd get a spot. No, no, Woods. All you guys play video games. It's ridiculous. LA Knight not being on WrestleMania was a crime. And Xavier Woods being in that group of people who played a video game to decide who was going to win the match uh, during both nights was ridiculous. Um, Yeah, that's all I'm going to say. And number nine, QTV segment on Rampage. Um, QT Marshall has now got his own sort of like, you know, gossip show during AEW Dynamite and Rampage and whatnot. It's a big old blur, I have to say. They're, They're just, yeah. QT Marshall is not interesting in any way, shape, or form. But then give him his own show in the middle of a show where he makes fun of people. Yeah, no, you, you, you lost Cody like five times, guys. All right, Powerhouse Hobbs needs to be nowhere near them, in my opinion. And it was just really, really, really bad. So with that being said, as always, I wanna thank you guys for being here. Thank you for your support. Thank you for supporting everything on WrestleNet Radio, such as A Slice of Time, the year that was the We Can't Wrestle podcast, If You Smell What the Arch Is Cooking, and the Nothing But Trouble podcast, as well as Reliving the Extreme. Uh, I will be back next time with more in-ring action and promos and everything wrestling from here on out. I will see you next time on If You Smell What the Arch